There's a couple of things we really want you to know before you listen. One. We're both psychologists, but we're not your psychologists. Yeah. If you are looking for a therapist, please check out the notes in our episode descriptions. The other thing is this has... Some salty language. Explicit lyrics. We say the F word. We say things that you probably don't want your kids to hear. The D word. And also maybe things you don't want to hear. The C word. If that's not your bag, put your finger on the scroller and just drag it all the way to the end. (laughs) So we still get credit for you listening all the way through. All right. On on with the show. Yeah, we should do. Yes. This is season two. This is the first episode of season two. Yeah, we should do like recently on reverse psychology. Let's make a sparkle. Who passed the friendship test last week? Both of us. No one. What friendship test? That we didn't have an episode out. Oh, yeah. No one No one called <laughs> to see if we were okay. Nope. No one sent a letter. No one noticed. The police didn't come to do a wellness check. Who is even hearing these podcasts? Who's this is even for? If it's not for attention. <laughs> we, we, if a podcast is recorded in a room and a tree and no falls on it. it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Welcome back. I mean, you've been sitting on some... Oh, to the guy who asked us for stickers, we have quite a story. Yeah. Do you want to start and finish? (laughs) I'm going to tell it in in terms of my experience of it. Okay. Uh, I packed the envelope with stickers. I Googled jokes, and then I take inspiration that are a little joke. And then you yell in the other room, what's a a psychology joke? And Diana said... Oh, we should introduce the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Who are you? I'm Dr. Diana. I'm a licensed psychologist, board certified behavior analyst, um, psychologist expert. <laughs> what are we? What are we together? We're married. Well, what's the name of this podcast? Oh, we. This is Reverse Psychology, the podcast. Yeah, featuring Mike. Season Dr. two. Season two. We. This is our fifty fifty third episode. Uh, tighter than ever. <laughs> Uh, we're so, back and we're tight so anyways so I, I stuffed the envelope i put it in there and i was like oh i haven't heard anything we don't always hear back from people and then i came home one day and dr diana said that she was looking out her window one afternoon and a gentleman uh who was falling on hard times was walking <laughs> down the street and just opened her mailbox and, and took a little peekaroo in it but you don't oh you're talking about the first thing that i did okay never mind sorry yep good and then diana ran out the house and goes what the fuck are you doing and then she yelled, I have a gun in here. No, I didn't. And the I guy. I didn't. Don't say that because that's. St- someone's going to stand our ground. Someone's going to stand on our ground. <laughs> and then he left. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if the envelopes were stolen. What, 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 then what, what did happen? Did I, re- did I mail again? No, oh, you, you put it in the mailbox. I put it in the mailbox and then I went inside to get ready for a run and then i went to go for a run and the mailbox was open and the flag was still up and it was empty and i was like oh fuck i think someone stole the stickers and then we waited a little bit and then we're like yeah they were definitely stolen so now we have a envelope full of stickers sitting by the door that we've yet to send because we need to go to the post office yep so they're on their way eric 111 i 1111 oh that was him yeah oh, that's why I'm sorry dude i keep saying that you gotta go to the mailbox i hope you're office? listening and you, i hope you know how sorry we are I we know. had our mail our mail stolen <laughs> we had our mail stolen because that's the quality of our lives <laughs> oh my god we i mean our street isn't like we don't we don't live in like the worst neighborhood but we don't live in like the best neighborhood we stay humble yeah we also our street is like um it's para- adjacent nope it's parallel no what, it's what, perpendicular to what 
What are you trying to say? It's parallel to a really busy thoroughfare. Oh, I was trying to say perpendicular to a sex worker street. Yeah. So about three blocks down, we see people coming home from their shift from their shift in the morning with yeah. suitcases. So, so yeah, so we didn't put it on an episode last week. No one noticed. And yet we're still back. Yeah. <laughs> that back, was our test. Back by popular demand. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) I keep asking, like maybe starting episode 30 something, I started asking Mike, like, why are we, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And then we said, let's get to 52. I think we're just complete narcissists. Yeah. That's what I found out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's okay though. I mean, clearly this is knowing is half the battle, not for attention or not attention maintained because we're still doing it even though. Yep. We're not you know who else we're doing it for? Christine from Canada, our latest review. Yeah, thanks, Christine from Canada. Uh, oops, her name's Christina. With an A. Uh, Christina. No, you didn't Canada. finish your thought, yeah. Can, Canad, Christina. <laughs> Sh- they. Thank you. Because this is a woke season. Uh, five stars. This podcast is the perfect combination of interesting, entertaining, and informative. I get excited when I see there's a new episode. Sorry, last week. And always wish they were longer. Well, you're in luck. Wow. Because we got nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Diana and Dr. Mike are so funny together. And they always make me laugh while while delivering interesting topics. Love you. Love you too. Dot, dot, dot. (gasps) I think she wants to get serious. Yeah, well. We're open. Yep. Not we're not open. Nope. Cut that out. <laughs> we're gonna leave it at we're open. Christine, if you want to become a thruple on this podcast, hey, come on over. Um. So speaking of people who have good chemistry, speaking of thrup. So I think maybe like a month or t- two ago, I started. Um. I set a smart goal for myself to review some other podcasts. Okay. So what are you reviewing these days? So I I did I reviewed two podcasts. I had I created a. Well, I know I had an iTunes account. Why well, I reviewed two podcasts I really like. And you know what's funny? It's what? interesting and what? funny. Both of them were podcasts that featured a male and a female. Mm. And both of them, I wrote, the podcasters have really good chemistry mm. with each other. What were they? Reverse psychology. You reviewed us? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Are you Christina from Canada? <laughs> no. Um, I thought you don't want me to talk about other podcasts on here. I... It's a new season. I'm I'm more comfortable oh, with you're myself more flexi- now. You're more psychologically flexible. No, I'm rigid, but I wanted something to talk about in therapy this week. <laughs> your own therapy? Yep. Okay. Hey, I'm going to get to your problem in a second, but do you want to hear what my wife did this week? The two were throwing shade. Yeah, like throwing shade. It's a good one. And what is it called? Stuff you're wrong about? You were wrong about? You're wrong about? I think it was you're wrong about. Yeah. Um, you know what? Now that you said them, though, mm-hmm. my thinking is we can tag them on this episode to see if they, they're totally going to listen and follow they better they, they'd be like oh what did they say about us literally their name and then talking about how we're going to do this to get them to listen to us <laughs> i mean i would love that i i would i highly value both of their group of people for opinions. very different reasons i feel like they would both of those host pairings would like us we would like yeah, us totally. they would find us funny and i think they would be fun guests on the pod if they came on and they're like, <laughs> let's talk about LGBTQ plus. Isn't the plus on the end of it now? QIA plus. I mean, it depends on who you are okay. and what you're saying. Uh, or 
hey, let's talk about stuff we were wrong about in psychology. Yeah, yeah I do the, have a crossover. Corre- I have a correction for them. Crossovers galore. Fans, if you're listening, go to those two podcasts, give a five star review, but say if you want to keep this, go on reverse psychology. <laughs> you want to keep this like a threat? Yep. This is a review and a threat. Yeah. Rolled up into one. Oh my god! If we can start that campaign, I it would be so funny. No. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Be that funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now on my phone while you're talking. This is good chemistry. Yeah, you talking while I'm doing something else. What's happening with you and corn? What's your quarantude? Is it quarantine? I don't know. Coronatude. That's what I yeah. was Coronatude. Great, as always. My favorite thing that has happened this past week in quarantine is the gym that we were already on the fence about going to posted. It's like... We, we, that we belong to. Yeah, we, we belong to a gym that we're like, we don't really like this. And then they posted online. They're like, great news. We're opening on Monday. No masks required. Come on in. Get your sweat on. Breathe heavy with us again. And I was like, oh, that's going to be how I, that, that's a good reason to leave. But then before I could do anything, a bunch of people started commenting on the post and were like, oh, good. So on Monday morning, I can go in and cancel it. And they're like, oh, we can't answer that question right now. Yeah, they're, they're assholes. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah. So yeah, I'm canceling my gym membership. Cool, me too. The, the world is my gym. Well, I I like to be going to a nice gym because... It's hot as balls we outside in the summer here. I saw online that there was, it's probably in Michigan. I don't, I think it was in Michigan. There was a protest to open the gyms up again. Mm. And so there's all these people outside of a gym working out with these signs saying we need the gym to work out, mm. which is ironically proving that they don't need the gym totally. to work out because they were just doing burpees on the sidewalk. <laughs> Do that at home. You solved your problem. No one does burpees at a gym either, though, you know, unless you're in a class that's making you do it. People do. And I hate it. I've seen. Well, no, that's not true. I have seen that once at this gym that we're talking about. The gym we talk where we go to is fucking terrible. So I was running on a treadmill at this gym before it closed down and it faces like the exercise room. It's like glass yeah. all around it. Right. And so all of a sudden a woman walked in like a, ri- a ripped woman walked in. Rippling in a muscles. bikini like she walked from the <laughs> she walked from the locker room into the exercise room that in, no one was in in an actual bikini full of mirrors yep in a bikini a full butt bikini or a thong bikini a thong what yeah uh, uh, like i couldn't believe that this was a lot like at what point are you not clothed anymore you know yeah so you couldn't see your bh so that's clothed yeah i guess but i was like looking around like is anyone else seeing this no one else like batted an eyelid the, the things i see there are and bonkers she practiced i guess she was like a bodybuilder oh and she practiced like doing a walk and like flexing does she not have mirrors at home i don't know i just was baffled that no one else she, was baffled she went she she did she walk to the gym to go put on less clothes i don't i didn't see her come in i just saw her leave the locker room. you saw her walk out the the locker room is not like attached to that class e- room either right like she had to go through like she had to go through the, the weight room the meat palace to get to it yeah to get there it was bonkers yeah i mean it, yeah. there's just so i mean i used to live in los angeles i thought that the shit there was weird tampa is tampa is a pretty vain place yeah it's taking wild. this place by it's wild it's getting nice out now and so now i'm seeing more and more people taking glamour shots down by the river yeah it's like what, what are these for what are you using this picture for where you're crawling on all fours up a staircase to a dirty, unused amphitheater? What does that sound You also saw a guy take a shit in a bag on the way to work one morning here I in Tampa. I did. <laughs> yeah. That, th- th- talk about a tale of two cities. <laughs> Tal. 
Talk about a tale of two cities. One evening I'm running, I see all these glamour shots and people. <laughs> Next morning, I'm driving to work and I see a dude squatting over a Wawa bag. No Wawa near our house. So he just was carrying it with him, taking a deuce. And then that next morning, I saw a completely nude man mm. making underwear out of saran wrap. <laughs> saran wrap is not a good underwear because it is see-through by nature. And it's not like insulating, so it's like not doing you much. It's a highlighter. It's highlighting that you're nude. Yeah. So <gasps> which one of those two is closer to our house? The the nude people shitting and wearing yes, garbage that, clothes? That. Or the glamour shots? First one. You're right. I know I'm right. Yeah. So if you want to find us Nine times out of ten, when we're walking by, going on a walk with our dogs and we see shit on the side of the road, it's dog nine times out of ten, but one time out of ten it's human. Yeah. So that's the world. You gotta get real close before you can tell though. You have to You have to basically be touching it. Yeah. yeah. Give it a real, real sniff test. You know what? I got I got I've been fooled a few times though because one time Fool me once. I thought it was dog, but it was a human that was just eating dog food. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he's like a he's like a he's like, he's like an impersonator. <laughs> Imagine how Imagine him that guy, op- you know that guy you were telling me today who takes Kim Jong Un's has to take his poop. Oh yeah, away? yeah. Imagine um, that guy. He would be so baffled by a human shit with dog food. Yeah, to get to give some backstory to that, I told <laughs> that for those who were nope, just go for those who weren't walking down the street in Tampa with us this afternoon. <laughs> Uh, I read earlier this week that there is a person in North Korea whose only job is collecting Kim Jong-un's poop every time he goes. That way, spies can't get his DNA or they can't test it to see how sick he really is. And then he takes that poop. And he incinerates it. On someone's doorstep. Yep. <laughs> Rings the doorbell. <laughs> I said that he ins- he he burnt the poop. And then what did you ask me? You can burn poop? <laughs> <laughs> I I know you can set anything on fire, but... <laughs> Did you think he, like, has it, like, in his hand, like, with a lighter? Like, he puts it in, like, where you you do cremations. He puts it in a oven? Yeah. A little easy-bake oven. I thought he just... Well, it doesn't matter. Was the only heating unit in an easy-bake oven, was it just the light bulb? Ooh, I don't know, but I fucking loved my easy-bake oven. Did you have one? Did your sister have one? Yeah, my sister had one. I had a creepy crawler's machine. What is that? It's, uh, it was, like cast iron like bug castings and then you would like put like like wax beads in it and you put a little oven it would melt into the shape of like a creepy crawler like a bug or a worm our gender roles were so prescribed especially when i was a kid it was like do you want to be a homemaker or do you want to make bugs it's like (laughs) you're either a girl and you're 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 learning a skill you're you're being trained to take care of your man or you're a boy and you're just fucking gross do you want to make fake snot and put it in a nose yeah we do the worst job with our kids in this country well not our kids i still can't believe people are doing the gender reveal parties i just think you should never reveal it yeah don't tell me the kid's name or the kid's gender or their sex for that matter or their name for the that's what i said don't tell me their name yeah their gender or their sex i like uh, whenever whenever i meet a new child i told them to call me by my name (laughs) i say i'll call them by my name okay hey kid call me by my name (laughs) yeah no don't call your parents <laughs> this is fine you're a pedo <laughs> no I, why don't we say that more here in this country because we, we should take that we out should, we should make fun of pedos we should, i mean i think think they deserve to be made fun of 
Anyways, I like how in England they say pedo. They say they say stuff cooler sometimes. Yeah, cool. Uh, like like fanny for vagina. Yeah, that's just like a sexy word. Boot. Boot for butt. <laughs> a boot. Yeah. Like, that's ooh, Canada. Turn around. Let me say that boot. Lou. Yeah, for boobs. That's why there's so many British people. They're just so sexy. All right. This 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 episode is probably just flying off the shelves in in uck. <laughs> flying off the shelves. <laughs> you know there's like a bargain bin in walmart where they're just like i know what it, i know what the saying means <laughs> i just can't imagine how it pertains to po- like what is the what is the literal flying off the shelf podcast so funny. like you're, you know like downloads you, yeah downloads but you know like when you go to like a store and like you can't purchase the thing you have to like give the card to the cashier yeah like you, condoms yeah, it'd be funny if like you're at a store and they're like, "Oh, I want to get the newest episode of Reverse Psychology," and you go and you give it to the cashier, and they're like, "It's free. It's a podcast. It's on your phone. Why are you at the store, dude? Are you ready? Let's do the first topic of season two. I think you're gonna like this one. I think you'll like the way you. I actually look. think you know more about this than I do. So here's here's why this came up for me. Okay, what's coming up for you right now besides your dinner? That burp. <laughs> so, I, well, one, I listen, I, talk, I listen to a podcast about mar- multi-level marketing. Uh-huh. For some reason, mid- midway through that, I thought you were going to transition to saying Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a podcast about multi-Luther Kings. <laughs> Sometimes Mike and I lay in bed awake at night making up... Um, categories and answers for wheel of fortune yeah it's usually the before and afters those are my favorite <laughs> what is multi luther king ding ding you're right i'd like to solve the puzzle, like to solve the puzzle. is my james cord in here oh, all right so um oh this came up because of mlms pyramid schemes what what, what any other names you use to describe them I don't know what else. Well, yes, but they're legally Scrubs. allowed in the United, not pyramid schemes, but MLMs are. Anyways, um, I was, I was listening to a podcast about it, and then I realized like there's a lot of people who are that still most of our money is in an MLM. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to use this time to invite you all, yeah, to purchase. I'm now a Beachbody coach. Yeah, I'm not. This is that the... is a complete joke. Yeah, we've pivoted hard in season two. <laughs> It made me think about like why they use so why they use the structure that they do to sell things so it's like you you know as a person let's say you dr mike yeah i got you to be one of my sellers whatever they call them mentees no like um like in different companies they call them like coaches or like oh yeah whatever whatever right so let's say i'm like I'm a higher up. I recruit you and I'm like, okay, go. You have to buy $2,000 worth of this product and then you have to sell it to however many people. Yeah. And the more people you bring in, right? I mean, we all know how this works, right? Yeah. Zoe, do you want to buy some face cream? So like, why not do it like how a store is set up? Like, why not get everything shipped to a store and just sell it out of a store like a normal business? Like, why use other people to sell things? Because when I go into, let's say, your Targets, Mm -hmm. Walmarts. Sure. Marshalls, maybe. Ross. Ross. uh, Dress Bar. What have you. Yes. Um, the Halal Street Food Store. <laughs> Meat Palace. Meat Palace. Beef 
carnival. <laughs> uh, I never, I never walk in there thinking I'm probably gonna get rich during this. Mm. But MLMs. I'm oh, like, oh, I'm I see. Gonna, what you're I'm saying. fucking rich. So you're thinking that people get into it. You okay? I see what you're saying. For I'm asking more like dollars. Why is it? Why is why is the company set up that way? Like, why is it beneficial for the company to run that way? Oh, because they're preying on people's desire to get rich mm-hmm. and they're taking a piece of their, every time they make money, they're making money off of them. Right. Yes. You're kind of like, right. kind of like a credit card company. Yeah. But the deal is that like when people sell to other people directly, there's probably a, be- a better chance that they're going to also sell a product. So it's like, I'm getting you, Mike, to go out and sell my product, yep. which because you're a human being and you're going to sell to other human beings. Sure. Right. That I'm probably going to do better with my product because you're one person selling to another one person versus I'm a big company. I yeah. have a big store. It's completely depersonalized. We're different. We're, we're, we're a people company. Right. We're just people selling to people. Right. So anyways, that just made me start thinking about um, in social psychology, like why people like each other, why people like each other and why that would be a good strategy to use to sell people. So do you know who I'm going to talk about? Whom? 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 I haven't the foggiest. I think it's Cialdini. Oh, the persuasion dude. Mm -hmm. He also has a lot of research in procrastination. I I had an email correspondence with him once. So is that the end of the story? I was doing a research project and I was asking if he had any unused data. And he said no. And I said, well, thank you. I'll enjoy your work. And he said, I look forward to reading your work. And I said, doubt it. (laughs) Is he still alive? Yeah, he's in Chicago. Where, at what school? Loyola? No. No. I don't know. You look that up, maybe, while I talk about, I don't know what book this is from, but. It's probably from from Persuasion. Because I only have a a PDF of a chapter. Are there a lot of pictures in it? Chapter five. The chapter is called Liking the Friendly Thief. It's from Persuasion with an exclamation point. That's a great book. Oh, never mind. He left Chicago. Uh-huh. Where is he now? Some may say he was never in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he is in Arizona State University. I did know that, actually. I did. I didn't. He's been there for a while, I think, because... Yeah. Um, he was at Santa Cruz and Stanford mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. while. ASU is, I think, the second largest college in the country after... Ohio State. UCF, I think. Oh, UCF is fucking huge. Yeah, I know. I think that Arizona State is the next one after that. Um, Maybe it was a different Cialdini I was emailing, and that's why I didn't have any data. (laughs) He's like, I get this a lot. (laughs) Um, Oh, I have a fun fact about him in a little bit. We'll just say now because I don't want it to so, lose its fizzle. I think I mentioned this before um, about how Barack Obama hired a social psychologist to help develop his campaign when he first ran for president. I don't remember you saying that, but that doesn't surprise so, me. So Barack Obama, when he was running in 2012, uh, he hired the top social, well, a few of the top social psychologists to, Who? well, I'll tell you in a minute, uh, to advise his campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically to come up with like, how do we get voters to come out to vote? How do we change opinions and people who are a little leery of a person that just does not fit the mold? And Cialdini was one of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking up who else. That's pretty cool. So his 
Cialdini's research is pretty um, widely cited. It's probably one of the most widely cited. And actually, I took my first, because I'm sure you were asking, I took my first social psych class in undergrad, and um, I loved it. Yeah. And then I realized, like, you can't really make a career out of this. Look at me. Yeah, but you didn't get your PhD in social psychology. No, in clinical psychology. Can you get a PhD in social psychology? Yeah. And you can be Cialdini. You can work for President Obama. I'm sure you just... Or Susan Fisk. She also worked on that campaign. Cool. Well, so in his... um, this It's dated a bit. I think it's 1993. But in this chapter, he talks about Tupperware parties. What are those? Um, Is that where you put all your keys in a Tupperware dish? <laughs> no, you bring a bunch of Tupperware and then... You a bunch of people bring Tupperware, a bunch of people bring lids. Oh, okay. And then at the go end on. of the party, you find the lid that matches your Tupperware that you brought, and you go home with that person. And then you and make then, leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is code for fucking. Yeah. And you take that home. You take that home in the Tupperware and give it to your dog. Ew. Well, that's what dog. That's what leftovers. Dog, doggy bags. Remember when they used to be called doggy bags? I still call them doggy bags at a restaurant. Yeah, can we get our order in a doggy bag? Yeah, I'm gonna give this to my dog when I get home. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, I know that you worked really hard on this dish, but I'm just gonna give it to my dog or throw it away, probably. Tupperware parties. I think. I don't know which one's older. Probably Mary Kay. I think Mary Kay's Mary Kay's been around for a long for, time. Been around. But Tupperware Party is a, uh, a the one of the OG MLMs. So it'd basically be like you can only get Tupperware through people you like knew. Like a person selling it. Yeah. I, I remember my mom going to a Tupperware party. Yeah. Yeah. He basically says like you, the people who are selling Tupperware are going to use these weapons of influ- influence. Weapons of mass influence? <laughs> exactly. WMIs? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Mission George, accomplished. George Bush. <laughs> Um, knocking on your door oh my god i'm surprised the dogs didn't bark at that so the um the three wmis (laughs) the three weapons of influence he talks about are reciprocity Mm -hmm. so um enriched uranium when you go to one of these tupperware parties you there's like door prizes and like all kinds of things you can win and you get like food and drinks and all that stuff so it's like you come in, you get stuff, and then you feel more obligated to buy stuff from them. Can I tell a really charming anecdote about... I was going to say antidote, but the anecdote <laughs> about that. Yes, you may. So my advisor, who's a social psychologist, uh, was also a weirdo and a bit of an a-hole sometimes. And mm. he had a very strong policy where in defenses, so like on a master's defense or a dissertation defense... And just to be clear, a defense is when you go in and you defend the work that you completed. So yeah. like if you c- conducted... Uh, research study you write it all up you do all the research and then you present it to your committee and then they ask you questions about it yeah they like try to find problems with it i just remember not knowing what a defense was so that just to kind of so usually it's like the the oral test before you get your master's or your phd Mm -hmm. or like there's like some stages throughout the process Mm -hmm. he so it used to be but it was customary at least in my program where you like depending on the time of day, you bring something for your committee. So like yeah. if, it's, if it's early, you bring coffee. And if it's later, you bring like yeah. fruit or whatever. He was very adamant. He's like, do not try that with me because of reciprocity. I don't want you to think you can influence me. And he would like, if you gave it to him, he would throw it away. 
Okay, so reciprocity. So that's one. Yeah. The other one is commitment. People who come to the party, the Tupperware party, there are always people there who have purchased the product and will talk about the product. So they're mm-hmm. like making a public statement about how useful the product is and how it changed their life and da da da. The idea is to get you as a participant to talk about like how Tupperware can change your life. Mm. Um, Use a lot of change language. Right. There you go. And then once you are committed, then you make a committed action, which is purchasing. This sounds a lot like uh, we recently watched the David Koresh Mm. series. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of like the early stages of how people get into cults. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, like the reciprocity piece is like, we're going to, we're going to give you like, for some cults, it's like, we're going to give you free drugs. Or it's like, we're going to give you like free food and a meal. Yeah. We but have the, a place for you to stay. Yeah, we're going to give you stuff. Yeah. But then it's with this piece, it's like, hey, have you met Bob? Like, Bob was like you, and now he's so happy. Like, Bob, yeah. tell him, and like, right. hey, wh- right. what would be different if you just hung out here with us? And mm-hmm. like, you're, it's getting you to like imagine right. doing it and also how great it would be to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sort of t- it's interesting how like capitalism and buying things is similar to like getting into a cult. Oh, the cult of capitalism? Ooh. Ooh, that was the name of my prog rock band in high school. <laughs> um, we did not make a lot of money. So the third element of this is social proof. Like if you see other people buying it and liking it, like you imagine that you'll buy it and you'll like it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that was just like a, a appetizer of things to come. Because mm. now I'm going to talk a little bit more about... The weapons of influence are there behind behind everything besides the weapons of influence is that you like the person that you're buying something from. Yeah. Right. So this goes for any sales. I mean, now I, I feel like we have fewer and fewer sales people, right? Like, yeah. Where do you like cars buying a car? Is that like the but bastion, not, the yeah. last bastion of. But not with Carvana. Last Bastion. That's the name of my band. Little Sebastian. Uh, little Last Bastion. <laughs> little Last Bastion. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Little, yeah. Little Last Bastion. <laughs> What's the car dealer where you get the big coin and you get it from Carvana. a Carvana. Carvana? Yeah. Yeah. Cars love us. People like us too. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like it's more rare now than ever. More rarer mm. than ever now, right? Yeah. We don't really... We're, we deal in human capital more. Chattel. I thought, you, I thought you were talking about my nephew for a second. Chattel? Chad. Yeah, Chad is short for Chattel. What's he up to? I don't know. He's the best. Though. I don't know. We should get him on here. I hope he likes this podcast. Hope he listens. Yeah, he probably doesn't. No. We, we should tag him on this. <laughs> <laughs> no one in my family listens anymore. Good. They're like, you're still doing that? We yeah. thought it was a phase. Yeah. It's been over a year. Great. So how do you get people to like you, Mike? I've been trying. <laughs> Okay. Um, if you were good at it, how would you get people to like you? This actually, interestingly, goes back to the conversation we were having about David Koresh, too. Because cult leaders tend to be... Very very charismatic. <laughs> I've yeah. only seen it in writing. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how you say it. Good. good decoding. Yeah. I think the heavy lifting for David Koresh was his perm. Do you think he had a perm? In real, life, curly he per- hair. in real life, he had a perm. He permed his hair? I'm pretty positive. No. No one gets curls like that. No, no, no he didn't perm his hair. No white man has curls like that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. He, he didn't per. He, he, there's no way he permed his hair because he lived on that compound for years. They don't, they're not, it didn't even have running water. They're not bringing perm products up there. There's no way. Look at that hair. I know. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I know. He's also in a rock band. Okay. So 
Um, so what's the first principle of, of getting someone to like you then? Similarity. Uh, that's to- the second one. Tokens of coolness. Physical attractiveness. Uh, hotness. Physical attractiveness is really key. So people so who already are... already I'm fucked. Sorry, bud. It's okay. People who are more physically attractive get more perks in life. No, really? <laughs> I wonder if people know about this. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if there should be like maybe some types of doctors or someone that does something to like help out with this. There is a... My favorite billboard in all of Tampa... Maybe even the world. Sex with a minor is a major crime. Nope, that's a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, it's it's a picture. It's an extreme close up of a pair of breasts, mm-hmm. and then in the foreground is like a little picture of a doctor with his arms crossed, just proud. And then in quotes over the breast, it says "just beautiful," and mm-hmm. it was quoted to that doctor. <laughs> it's a plastic surgery billboard. Like first of all, it's not like that's his catchphrase. <laughs> he coined the phrase "just beautiful." <laughs> driving the other day and you said out loud to me and i said how many times have you thought that to yourself you were so excited to have someone in the car because you finally were able to oh it was an injury lawyer (laughs) it was like i have experience (laughs) it was like oh it was a it was a sign for a lawyer and it said injured i have experience in his phone number and i was like the guy has experience getting injured Oh my God. Mike was so <laughs> excited that there was another person in the car to uh, say that to. Well, it's, it's on the way to the clinic. So I, I drive he, past every day. I know. And I said, how often do you think that? And you said every day. Every single day I'm alone in my car and I, I see that and I think it. And you were finally in the car with me. And I said it like it was the first time I thought it. But you saw through my ruse. I did. My under ruse. <laughs> did they still make granules? When I lived in LA, there was a there was a, a place by my house that um, was like a, I don't know, it was a store that sold a bunch of stuff and it, it, everything outside. So like most yeah, like, stores. Well, <laughs> it was like one of those stores over <laughs> the outside. You're like, what do you sell? You know, it's just like, but it had all this writing on the outside in Spanish. So it had writing in Spanish on the outside. It didn't have like a sign that said like Ralph's grocery store. It just was like a store that had a door and you're like, what goes on in there? And then on the outside, it said in Spanish, underwear for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> is it one big pair or is it different types? <laughs> it made me laugh every time. I really wish I had a picture of it. Oh. Ropa interior para toda la familia. Oh. Underwear for the whole family. Me gusta. Where can I go where I can get underwear? Wait, God. for me. But wait, wait, wait. Hold oh on. Oh, my God. Guys, we have. Uh, just for me. Not just for me, but for my husband, my dad. My granddad. My three darling children. <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> Guys. Okay. We have time for one errand. Who needs their underwear the worst? The worst? Or the best. No, the worst. Who's in the most dire need of new pedalones? What were we even talking about? Okay. So we get to... Attractiveness. Physical attractiveness. So, Mike, can you describe the halo effect? Halo effects when people... I can see your halo. 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 The halo effect is when people basically they have uh, inflated estimation of your ability in non-attractive based skills that is relative to how attractive they find you. Sure. Like if so, you were applying for a job as an accountant and, and they're, they're like, like, you must be a good accountant because you're, you're beautiful. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like you must be a great urologist because you are dropped dead gorgeous. Exactly. I said that to my urologist before. <laughs> and he's like, I am just the receptionist. 
Put your penis away. <laughs> you walked into the urologist's office with your dick out. Yeah. Just ready to go. I, I like to, yeah. I wanted them to know I was ready. It's an emergency. These stones aren't going to pull right. Yeah, I'm checking in for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have a a small, but not too small of a pen? One might say, and do you have a small average size pen? Do you have an average size <laughs> on a good day when I'm hydrated pen? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That got me. That hit me right in the button. <laughs> <laughs> if you call your ball. Yeah. We, uh, we assign good looking people to traits. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. There, but it... it it happens it's, it's humans make no sense yeah for people who wonder how this research works so they'll do like usually two phases they will in phase one they just show a bunch of people pictures of people and ask them to rate their attractiveness mm-hmm. and then they find like all right on average this is person's like an eight this person's a nine this person's a two and then they will take a new group of people show them those pictures and go how good of a politician will this person be or how effective of an accountant will this person be and they find that their rating they might as well just be rating their attractiveness. Like mm-hmm. the more attractive they are, the higher they're going to rate them. Acquitted of crime more often as well. So juries yeah. tend to look favorably upon them. <clears throat> OJ. Yeah. OJ was hot. Ted Bundy. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba. Ross from Friends. Attractive people are more likely to obtain help when in need. Yep. But if you are not attractive. Okay. Is don't still- you worry. Oh, thank God. There's still hope. Still hope. <laughs> You can still influence people by being similar to them. Cool. How do I do that? Like Andy Bernard in the office. Yeah. (laughs) Personality mirroring. Yeah. (laughs) Name repetition. Yeah. So we like people who are similar to us. Yeah. Um, It holds true whether the similarity is related to opinions, personality traits, background, or lifestyle. I agree with that so much. Good. Because it's the findings of some studies. Yeah. So people who dress like you, you're more likely to like, have similar fashion sense yep. to you. Cigarette smoking. If someone smokes and you want them to like you, start smoking. Mm-hmm. Hey, smoke up, Johnny. Yeah, exactly. Because his dad wanted him to like him. Yep. Oh, that makes that sad now. Uh, that's all I have to say about being similar to someone. Okay, good Be job. Be similar to come. them. That's all I have to say the, about that. I think the last thing I want to talk about, and maybe we can do a, a two-parter. I, I would love to come back to this stuff because chugging is a lot more principles of persuasion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So the third way you can get someone to like you is give them a... Back rub. No. Compliment. Yeah. Um, You're so smart. Mm-hmm. How, what, what do you think... How would you give people compliments if you wanted... Them to like me? Yeah. I would probably notice something that they did and then show appreciation for what they did or i often just like a nice little observation like oh, i love that dress you're wearing yes it's great so you start small yeah right and you the, smell just like my mom the the thing is that's interesting is and i um, love my mom like human beings are suckers for flattery oh yeah um there I love does how you said that. huh i love how you said that well we are uh-huh thank you <laughs> i like you oh yeah good um, should we pause it we are though if it's too much too fast like we tend to be able to point that out like we tend to be able to be like no that person's just fucking with me or yeah yeah. so you kind of have to go like in slow like you can't be like 
you're the most wonderful person I've ever met, right? Because then you'd be like, you don't fucking know me. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Give compliments like you cook scrambled eggs. Slow and low. Slow and low. Just really slow, real mm-hmm. real, real subtle. Before you know it, they're fluffy. That's true. <laughs> we also will believe praise about our... We'll believe things about ourselves. Depending on how the compliments are given and the nature of them, we'll believe things that other people say about us. Like, let's... I'll, I'll say it this way. Let's say that I got a really bad haircut. And like, I know it's a really bad haircut, right? Like, okay. I would never because I'm the best hair person in the world in case she's listening. Shoban? Yeah, she's amazing. And she I'm not amazing. talking about her. Yeah. But if I knew it was a bad haircut and you went... So let's say she's out of, she's out of the country. Yeah. I, uh, it's quarantine. It's quarantine and she's stuck in Bali cutting, a f- let's just say a famous person's hair, Beyonce. <laughs> and you go to like the guy i saw taking her shit in a bag let's say i know it's bad haircut right and if you go in right away and you're like no it's such a it's such a pretty haircut so good like i immediately be like no he's a liar right but like if you started small i don't even know how you would compliment someone's hair or like work your way up to complimenting their hair anyway you could uh, you i you could convince me that you liked my hair i would so even if i didn't i know you're not asking for it but i'm assuming you're asking for it if I if I didn't like your hair and I was trying to make you like me and I wanted to work up to your hair, knowing that you didn't like your hair, I would probably start with your overall style and then zero in on something that I f- I'm assuming you do like, and then work into like and like I mean like your hair like fits in with it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a great exactly. I was being sarcastic before. I'm pretty good at making people like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and me saying that probably just turned off a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Not me though. I'm I'm in it. That's good. Yeah. Plus, a lot of people do not like me, which is fine. Well, you should use some of these tactics. Yeah, the damage is done. Okay, so that's what I'm going to talk about this week. Actually, I think we we could do a two parter on this guy. Okay. Probably even a three or a four parter. We should call Cialdini and see if he wants to come on. Sure. Okay. Hey, remember when we had that brief correspondence ten years ago? Sweet. Sweet. That was awesome. Cool. I do. I love talking about persuasion stuff. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Let's come back next week and talk about the other principles of persuasion. Yeah. It's interesting too, to see how this has changed. I mean, this writing was from a long time ago and I wonder how like social media enveloped some of these ideas Yeah. and like what things are like now, how they may or may not be different. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting to see how it does apply when you take it into like social media or online dating or things like that, where it's not face to face. And so I wonder if like a lot of these, these principles are more effective or less effective. Mm-hmm. The, the, I think a piece of it is the urgency in the moment. Mm-hmm. So like one of the principles that we'll, we'll probably talk about next time is like scarcity, mm-hmm. which is like artificially thinking that there's less than there actually is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that is much more powerful in the moment where you're like, Oh, I need this. And it's, it's almost gone where I feel like if you're, if you can like think through it and it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't need this iPhone right now. Like I can wait a little bit. Like, but if you're waiting in line for it and they're like, Hey, there's only three of them. They're all a million dollars now. So I'm wondering how like the internet has changed this. Yeah. Probably not at all. Yeah. We're probably exactly the same. Yeah. And that evolution is a lie. It's just a theory. <laughs> On that note. Yeah. Um, and if you're still anything else? No, we're going to go to the beach tomorrow to go for a run. Yep. We're going to wake up early. We've got to get that going. We're going to wake up early. We're going to run to an island. Which is not like it's kind of an island, but it's like you can run to it. Uh, we'll do some running around there. We're gonna come back, and then we're gonna have a great Sunday. That's true. 
Okay. What, well, do you, what, do you, what are you excited for in this I new just, year? I'm excited for people who are listening to have a good week. Yeah. Be good to if themselves. If you're listening, I hope things go well for you. If you are not listening, fuck you. Yeah. That's if all you, I'm saying. Your homework for the week, find three people to like you, and then they will <laughs> prove they like you because they will listen to the podcast and they'll review it. All right. All right. And on oh, that, is that note, it? That, that's it. All right. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.